We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Achieving a gorgeous grin from home isn't a total mystery with BiteClear aligners. Just don't be surprised if all of your sleuthing friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Bite Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. This is the Sooner Sports Podcast. Your all-access pass to Sooner Sports. The Sooner Sports Podcast is presented by Allstate. Are you in good hands? And by Riverwind Resort. Riverwind Resort, the place to be. Oh, mama! What a play! Now, here's your host, Chris Plank. All right, welcome into the Sooner Sports Podcast. My name is Chris Blank. Thank you so much for downloading and listening. Today, we'll talk to Sherry Cole because right here on the podcast tomorrow, we will have the radio broadcast, the original radio broadcast from the 2010 Elite Eight matchup in the NCAA tournament against Kentucky. We'll talk to Sherry Cole about that. And she penned an incredible article on Soonersports.com called An Athlete's Ache, and we'll get right into that coming up here in moments. And what has kind of become a Friday tradition on the podcast, we'll bring you our Sooner Sports Spotlight show. I think this is well worth a listen to because it was right when the news broke about the extra year of eligibility for spring athletes. We go in-depth, little snapshot of what it means for softball, little snapshot of what it means for baseball, so that's coming up a little bit later on in the program. And hey, don't forget, on Monday, Toby will be with us. Toby Rowland rejoins the podcast, the voice of the Sooners. We're going to dive into any questions you might have. Hit us up on Twitter, uh, at OU on the air. I'm at Plank Show. He's at T-Row OU, and we'll dive into a mailbag coming up on Monday's podcast. So, busy couple of days here on the Sooner Sports Podcast. Of course, if you subscribe, you had the OU Oregon Elite 8 matchup from 2016, that radio broadcast in your inbox this morning. It was Friday edition of the Sooner Sports Podcast, and then on Saturday, the radio broadcast of the OU Kentucky Women's Basketball Elite 8 matchup. We'll get to that coming up in just a moment. But this edition of the Sooner Sports Podcast is brought to you in part by Chick-fil-A. As we focus on the health and safety of our guests and team members, it would be our pleasure to serve you 
via mobile curbside delivery, drive-through, and DoorDash. We look forward to serving you soon. Chick-fil-A. Help keep the economy moving by working with Love's Travel Stops. To work in our OKC headquarters or a local store or truck stop, visit jobs.loves.com. Interested in OU football season tickets for the 2020 season? Visit the football ticketing page on Soonersports.com today to fill out an interest form. Don't miss a second of the action. All right, without any further ado, here's the head women's basketball coach at the University of Oklahoma, Sherry Cole. Coach, can you take us through just your your process whenever you sat down and, uh, dare I say, put pen to paper in, in, in writing an athlete's ache and how personal that was for you? Oh, Chris, I've been uh, writing my whole life, and it's the way that I process things. You know, it's just the way I work through things. And I did not write that for publication. I just wrote it. And then when I was walking uh, over the weekend, I thought, um, on Sunday, I thought, I bet Sooner Sports might be struggling for content, as I know, you know, every sports platform is. And so I just... I just reached out to Mike Halk and asked if he'd like to take a look at it. So that's just kind of how it, how it happened. But I think it's, it's what we're all doing internally in our heads and in our hearts, just trying to make sense of it all. And I think sometimes erroneously we feel guilty about missing something or being sad about something because in the great scheme of things, how important is it? And so it was just kind of that, um, that struggle or that internal, um, just wrestling, if you will, but that kind of led me to write it. Thanks for saying that. You're sweet. Oh, it, it touched my heart. And obviously, I'm I'm not an athlete. I was always a wannabe athlete. But can you just, I, again, all these conversations that you have with your players are personal. But can you take us through how challenging it has been, you know, now that we're three weeks removed from seeing the untimely end of the season and not getting a chance to make a run in the Big 12? And obviously, everyone's back next year. So it's, it's different because there wasn't a senior on this team, but – Coach, what have those conversations been like between you and your players? Well, it was interesting at at the outset when we were leaving Kansas City from particularly Anna and Mandy uh, as our juniors, you know, who can see they're closer to being able to understand what that no more shot period kind of looks like. Um, they, They were almost incredulous to the point where, like, wait, Coach, we're not going to get a chance to to make the tournament. And I kept going, this is on the drive home. Guys, there's not going to be a tournament. It was like just really, really hard for them to wrap their head around uh, because it was so surreal. And I think for every athlete on our team, it's been the realization that injured players sometimes have. You know, you're injured, you sit out for a while, and you're like, oh, my gosh, I'm not taking a day for granted. This was awful. I can't imagine not being able to do this. And now I've not been able to do this. And I appreciate it so much more. I think there's going to be some of that from athletes in all sports at all levels, uh, because it's no matter how you try to explain that as a coach or a parent or another athlete that has been injured, you try to, to tell an athlete to seize the moment and take, take advantage of every opportunity because it's so fragile and they hear you, but they don't maybe feel you because they've never been without it. Well, now every athlete, will have been without it. So there should be a surge in hunger and passion and hopefully, Chris, in joy of competition when everybody gets to jump back in the middle of their happy place. So it's been a lot of those kind of conversations. A lot of our guys um, 
really targeting this spring as a, a period of growth. You know, I'm going to work on this, this, and this, and I'm going to get stronger, and I'm going to, you know, all those things that as the season winds down, you start thinking about. So they all had big plans, and it's been helping to convince them that they don't have to have all the amazing equipment that we have at the University of Oklahoma, and they don't have to have coaches and strength trainers standing on top of them. They can do a lot of things themselves, and what they do in this period is going to either advantage or disadvantage if they don't do anything, some athletes from others. I believe strongly that there will be a line of demarcation, and whether it comes out next year or in two years, but you'll be able to say, boom, you see all those guys that are making plays right now? Those are people that took their own improvement into their own hands, like they own their own ambition and their own process during those months of lockdown during the coronavirus. And these guys that are below the line, they're the ones who did. They're the ones who needed to be poked by somebody on the outside. They're the ones that needed a trainer to be standing over them. They're the ones that needed the social aspect of the training. They couldn't get to that intrinsic spot that makes you go to work when you got to be creative. Like you got to throw a, a ball off of a wall because you don't have anybody to pass it to, or you got to shoot in the wind and aim three feet to the right. So it's just, you're going to be able to tell the ones who, who took ownership of their own commitment to their craft. And that has been sort of the basis of our conversations over the last, well, we had our first virtual team meeting earlier this week, uh, but that has been, you know, the, the individual conversations and the group ones. Sherry Cole is our guest is Oklahoma women's basketball kind of prepares for the new normal and coach with that in mind, how, how has this affected now re recruiting? How have you kind of handled things? And I don't mean just professional, but uh, I also mean personally, because, you know, this is one of the great times for college basketball. And obviously we're not allowed to leave our house and, and we're socially distanced. So how's it been for you personally? Um, it's not been bad, honestly. Uh, I, the first thing I did was just created a ritual. This is what I'm going to do every day. This is my schedule. And um, <clears throat> this is what's most important right now. And I got to lead my staff and lead my team in these ways. And um, I'm going to have a purpose every day with what I do. And so I've just stuck really tightly to those three things. And recruiting has kept us incredibly busy because everybody's available. You know, you can't yeah. during quote-unquote normal times, you can't catch anybody. They're here, they're there, they're working out, they're at school, they're doing this, doing that. Now they're all sitting around holding their phones. So <laughs> lots and lots of, of recruiting over devices, obviously, because we can't go anywhere and recruits can't come here. So it's a little bit different, you know, for potential late signs. They're probably going to have to make decisions without visiting places uh, because of just the, the calendar crunch that, that's on the horizon. For transfers, there are going to have to be a lot of decisions made without visits. So how much you can show via your computer or your FaceTime in terms of, you know, that's not really necessarily a facility thing, but that's a, a personality thing and a connection thing. So it, it's a little bit different. It shifted a bit. And I think this, this crop of kids who make decisions, whether they're late signs or transfers or whatever, um, this is going to have to be a period of high trust. And uh, there's a lot of kids getting pressured, you know. Uh, it, it's just amazing to me, Chris, that um, a crisis can bring out the best or the worst. 
You know, I, I saw on TV this morning that Dr. Fauci is getting death threats or whatever. And I'm like, what? Who? What? And then, you know, in the next broadcast that comes out, a, a policeman stops somebody for speeding and she's a nurse and he gives her five of his masks uh, wow. instead of a ticket. I mean, so there's like the good and the horrible. And the same comes out, um, you know, sports are a microcosm for that. Same comes out in recruiting right now. But we're doing exactly what we've always done in terms of trying to be um, completely upfront and transparent with kids about the experience that they want and that they'll get here and what our needs are and what our university can do for them and what they can do for our university. So uh, it's just a, a whole lot of uh, talking on this phone and looking in this computer. Coach, before I let you go, we're going to have plenty of time to talk about next year, I think. But I spent this week preparing for one of our classic broadcasts that we're airing on our podcast platform. And I was breaking down the 2010 Elite Eight game between you guys in Kentucky. And, and it's wild because it didn't even register with me that I went with you to Georgia that season. That was the first trip I ever made. For the University of Oklahoma, I went with you to Georgia whenever oh, wow. we played. Yeah, when we played in Athens, and I'll never forget it. And this team is something else. They started out the year a little bit sluggish, but you really found fire. And speaking of starting out sluggish, that was a tough start against Kentucky in that Elite Eight game. Take me through some of your memories of that and punching the ticket in what ended up being a route over the Wildcats, eighty-eight to sixty-eight to San Antonio. Pretty incredible memories, I bet. Yeah, easily the strongest memory because it's become lore. My kids could all tell you this. Uh, my my players could all tell you that. I, I repeat the story every year. But we're, we we start off and we're just horrible and we look like, you know, deer in the headlights. We, we're just not doing anything well. I call a timeout and I'm just telling them, why don't we just go get on the bus? We'll just go start the bus. We don't even need to be here. Why don't we even finish this? Let's just go get on the bus. I'm on my rant. And Amanda Thompson says, you just tell us what to do. And the, the huddle got really quiet. And then she said it like three times, just tell us what to do. And I was like, okay, this is what I want you to do. And just real calmly told them exactly. We were going to get in our three quarter court press and, and force the ball to the corners and trap and blah, blah. And, and uh, you know, in five minutes, the game had turned upside down. And then we just went on to, to really take control of things. But I tell that story to our current players to say um, what Amanda was telling me was we'll take care of our business. You take care of yours. And it was just such a moment of ownership, you know, like, like we got this. You don't have to talk to us about not being focused or not playing hard or not communicating all that stuff that we can do. Coach, we're going to do it. I'll see to it. That was a leader saying, I'll see to it. You just tell us what to do. And uh, we cruise from that point forward. So that's the um, the strongest memory, that and, um, you know, uh, guys making shots down the stretch and just having a blast in the final three, four minutes. That's awesome. Coach, congratulations on an incredible piece that everyone should read at Soonersports.com. It's called An Athlete's Ache. I appreciate you joining us here on the show, and I can't wait to talk to you again soon when we get uh, – when we get past this uh, virus and, and kind of start embracing what will be, I, I hope, normalcy again. Yeah, it'll be new and it'll be different, but it'll be wonderful, and it will happen. Thanks, Coach. Talk to you soon. Take care. She's right. We're going to get through this. It's going to be great. It's going to be amazing whenever we get to the finish line uh, and what some incredible words and meaningful messages from Sherry Cole here on the Sooner Sports Podcast. 
All right, we'll get you to Spotlight coming up here in just a bit on the Sooner Sports Podcast. But right now, we're joined by Maddie Barnhart. She is with Mercy Sports Performance, powered by Exos. Uh, really kind of a, a cool deal that's going on with Mercy Sports Performance, powered by Exos. Tell me a little bit about it, Maddie, and your role. Yeah, absolutely. So we are fortunate enough to partner with Mercy. Exos is a human performance company, um, and we've got such a widespread and wide reach across the entire nation and honestly around the world. We have different stations in different countries, but um, our biggest mission is just to impact as many lives as we can and make a difference. And Mercy um, partnered with us to allow us to come in and kind of infiltrate their their fitness centers and their sports performance programs and be able to kind of help them and guide them on how to better impact the community and bring some of what makes Exos, Exos, our four-pillar approach, and I kind of coach them up on that as well. You know, it's interesting because, I mean, in this process and obviously what we're going through, there are so many everyday activities that still have to continue. So can you take us through what you're hearing from your members about the challenges, uh, challenges that they're currently facing at home? Yeah, absolutely. Right now we're hearing a lot of members say that they have a lack of access to workout equipment. They're also having a hard time keeping their nutrition and their sleep on track, being home all day. Some of them are now, you know, playing the role of teachers and they're, you know, they're taking care of their parents and their children. So a lot of it is just, um, is it's a new schedule for them, but also just it's a it's a different norm. And uh, a big part of that is they, they don't have that routine of going to the gym anymore, of dropping their kids off at work. Um, and that's kind of starting to impact just like their everyday schedule and just their overall well-being being as well. You know, Maddie, it's funny that you say that with the schedule. I get a I get a chance to do an XM show every day with Gabe Eichert, and he's a former uh, player for the Sooners, former NFL guy. Most people listening know him. But it's wild when he talks about just needing that normal schedule, you know, just having that routine. And I don't think we really truly can comprehend how damaging it can be to your, your mindset, your fitness, your well-being when you don't have that routine. It can be a challenge. Absolutely. And I think I think it's funny you say that mindset's actually one of our four pillars that we use at Exos. We have mindset, nutrition, movement and recovery. And I think mindset's often something that is so overlooked. People kind of forget about that. And in a time like this, I think we need to acknowledge this situation puts all of us under a lot of mental stress. And mindset is one of those things that it affects our mental state, how we focus on ourselves, our, our day-to-day schedule, like you said earlier. So I think just like getting out of that routine really does mess with your head a little bit. And trying to find a new norm during this time can be super challenging. Maddie Barnhart is our guest. Mercy Sports Performance, powered by Exos. Two more quick ones, and we'll get you out of here. I, I, you've talked about so many in- interesting things, but is there one piece of advice? Is there, a, and I don't know if there's necessarily anything that's more important than anything else, but if we were to say what would be the most important piece of advice that we could offer to anyone trying to work out from home, what would it be? Honestly, right now, it's going to be that balance and consistency. If you're someone that is typically like an early riser and likes to work out in the morning, try to keep that consistent schedule. I know it might seem odd right now if you're not headed off to your job or dropping your kids off at school, but waking up, 
keeping that consistent schedule, getting your normal workout in, and then having a meal right afterwards can really go a long way. And those workouts are going to look a little bit different right now, especially since we're at home. And a lot of us might not have typical equipment, but what we've been encouraging people to do is just get really, really creative. I mean, if you've ever shopped at Sam's Club or gone to any bulk store, you've got to have some big detergent bottles or milk jugs hanging around your house that you can somehow make into equipment. You can do rows or squats with them. You can fill a, a backpack up with books to use as a weight vest. So it's really, it's a time to kind of challenge our creativity at this point. Um, but if we can keep that regular workout time, our regular meal time, and even our sleep schedule, I think is something that people are forgetting about too. We don't know what day it is anymore. People are waking up late, <laughs> um, staying up late. So trying to get back to that consistency with just schedules, workouts, and meal times, I think would go a really long way right now. Hey, Maddie, what's the best way that people could get in touch to learn more about uh, the, the the services that you offer with with Mercy Sports Performance powered by Exos. I mean, again, I know we're in a challenging time, but is there a way that people can learn more? Absolutely. So right now we're constantly updating our website, mercyfitness.net. We also have a Facebook page, Mercy I-35 Fitness Center. Um, those are two really good resources that Mercy is consistently updating to help us. And I know that Exos is also working on their Instagram account to put out some different fun home workouts that you can do to give you some ideas and kind of boost your creativity if you're looking for somewhere to start. 405-757-3300 or mercyfitness.net. Maddie, this has been awesome. Thank you so much for your time, and we appreciate you joining us on the Sooner Sports Podcast. Thank you for having me. I appreciate it. Sooner Sports Podcast, also presented by OG&E, Power at the Speed of Life. Hey, the Midway Deli is open for takeout and delivery on DoorDash. The full menu can be found at MidwayDeli.com or call us at 405-321-7004. Make sure to mention curbside if you are in a more high-risk category. And if you don't feel like getting out to buy groceries, let Homeland deliver to your door. Visit HomelandStores.com for more details. The Sooner Sports Spotlight Show takes over the podcast platform right now with Jessica Cootie, Chad McKee, Toby Rowland, and yours truly. Hi, everyone, and a welcome into another remote edition of Sooner Sports Spotlight, a quarantine edition, if you will. And we are coming to you from all across the state of Oklahoma today. Voice of the Sooners, Toby Rowland, from his home in Piedmont, Chad McKee in Edmond, Oklahoma, and Chris Plank in his house in Norman. And guys, I am currently in my parents' living room in Sentinel, Oklahoma, right out the window right out here is a wheat field. You can see my dad, uh, shout out to my dad helping me with the backdrop here, the orange bowl ornaments in the tree behind me. But uh, Chad, before we start talking all things Sooner Sports, I got a lot of questions, people wanting to know about your near life-size Buddy Hield we see that was creeping behind <laughs> you in the shot all the show last week. Well, I'm happy to be taking a break from bar three classes here at the house to do a Sooner Sports <laughs> Spotlight, but I actually stole this Buddy Heald poster from the set of a show I used to do called Big 12 This Week, and it's now hanging in our 15-year-old's room upstairs. Our 15-year-old is the one of three boys who's already been kicked out of homeschooling classes here at the McKee household. <laughs> Oh, great stuff. Well, this week uh, would have been uh, the greatest, in my opinion, the greatest sporting event of all sporting events. 
the final four. And Toby and I have talked a lot about how this is probably our favorite event that we've ever got to cover since working for OU going to the final four in 2016. So uh, with no March Madness to get to talk about, let's take a walk down memory lane and get to some specifics, some of our favorite moments, our favorite memories from March Madness and NCAA tournament history. Uh, Toby, you can kick things off for us. So many growing up, you know, obviously you could go back to uh, 1988, the, the 2002 team. But if we're just talking about uh, since I've been in this position, I got to go to that guy that was sitting behind or is sitting behind Chad McKee. What Buddy Heald did in the 2016 run was unbelievable. And the best moment came in the Elite Eight against Oregon when right before halftime, he drains about a 28-foot three-pointer and his idol Kobe Bryant is sitting in the stands. Buddy, wearing Kobe's number 24, turns around and shows him the jersey as if to say, I'm doing this for you. And Oklahoma takes a huge lead into the locker room. A fantastic first half. And you could tell they were on the brink of going back to the Final Four. I cannot tell you how excited Buddy was that Kobe might be at his game. He was bouncing off the walls in the hotel. He was bouncing off the walls in the bus. And when he got there and he saw that indeed Kobe was in the stands, he was beside himself to the point that the coaches were a little worried he would be too excited and try to do too much. But he was fantastic. He'll remember that moment forever. Unfortunately, with the passing of Kobe earlier this year, it is a great moment for Buddy to look back on uh, to get to play like that in front of his hero. But that's, that's the best moment for me in NCAA history for the Sooners since I've been covering it. And there was another great, I know Chris Plank, that you remember had quite a moment down in Memphis, Tennessee. Yeah, 2009, T-Row. I, I don't know why it resonated with me so much. Maybe it was because it kind of put the exclamation point on the win over Syracuse. But Blake Griffin going baseline, throwing down the dunk for his 29th and 30th points of the game, and hitting his head on the side of the backboard. That was also the Tony Crocker game as well, too, where Crocker had 28. But, man, seeing Blake take the backboard on, survive, and advance the Sooners, one of my all-time favorite moments in 2009 when Oklahoma knocked off Syracuse. Chad McKee, how about you? Easy one for me. All apologies to the great buddy heel behind me, but 1988, it was Oklahoma and Arizona, a battle of two number one seeds in the final four in Kansas City. Two great coaches, Billy Tubbs for Oklahoma, Lute Olson for Arizona, the talent on display that day. There were at least eight guys who played five years or more in the NBA playing in that game. Just crazy. The Sooners won that game rather handily, 86-78. But Stacey King, Harvey Grant, Mookie Blaylock for the Sooners. Arizona had a guy named Steve Kerr. Sean Elliott was National Player of the Year. Judd Bushler played five years in the NBA, as did Anthony Cook. And off the bench, they had a guy named Tom Tolbert who could snipe down three-pointers. And Kenny Lofton. The potential Hall of Famer in Major League Baseball was a backup basketball player for Arizona in that game. It's unfortunate. It was, it was 55 years of NBA experience and 12 NBA championships between the players who played in that game. It's unfortunate 88 is remembered as the Sooners losing to Danny and the Miracles in the national championship game. Two days later, they, they lost to a Kansas team that was a sixth seed that Oklahoma had already beaten twice. But that, to me, was the greatest memory of Sooner basketball. It kind of put Oklahoma basketball back on the map, if you will. 
Yeah, so many great memories to choose from. And when our producer, Zach Tilly, sent us the email, I mean, Toby responded within 20 seconds to take my first, uh, my favorite memory as well. So I'll I'll stick with the theme and Buddy Hield. And, and again, I'm staying with my parents right now. My dad, a lifelong Zuner fan, we, we got to talk about this a lot. And he went back to a lot of the final four runs that he remembers as, as well. But I have to stick with ones that I saw in person. And I got to go back to 2015, the year before the Sooners went on that final four run. Buddy Hield's junior year, Isaiah, uh, Isaiah Cousins and Ryan Spangler, also juniors, Jordan Woodard, the sophomore, against Dayton in Columbus, Ohio. You'll remember that Dayton had to play in the play-in game to even make it into the tournament. And then, uh, of course, an hour drive, and it was such an electric atmosphere. Oklahoma goes on a 9-0 run to start the game, but then Dayton, Flyers start shooting lights out in the second half, and they end up go taking a nine-point lead. It gets uh, close down the stretch and uh, as much as this team could score and, and put up the points it was defense in the end that helped Oklahoma pull this one out a steal by Jordan Woodard with a great pass up to Buddy Heald for the lay-in that gave Oklahoma the one-point lead and then how about with one minute left about one minute left in the game Buddy Heald with the huge block to seal it it was about a four-point game at that point so uh, the defense uh, locking in and and Honestly, setting up for this team to make that run that following year. They ended up going to the Sweet 16 that year. It's, this team had been bounced in the first round the two previous seasons. And so a huge deal for them to figure out how to win these NCAA tournament games. They lose to Michigan State in the Sweet 16, but that loss in that Sweet 16 game fueled this team. Buddy Hill lived in the gym. He always did, but even more so after that loss to Michigan State, a heartbreaker for this team and fueled them going into that final season, which ended up leading to that final four run. So, uh, guys, I think we got it all covered. Uh, we got Blake, we got some 80s, some Billy Ball, we got, uh, and of course, lots of Buddy Heald. So, plenty of Sooner moments to uh, talk about, and we are just getting started here on Sooner Sports Spotlight. Big news coming from the NCAA just yesterday on Monday that the eligibility will be instated for the uh, seniors of the spring sports, and we're going to talk about that. What could have been for Skip Johnson's baseball team ranked top 10 uh, when the season was came to a halt, and where does Maggie Nichols rank among all of the Sooner greats of all time? Keep it here. All of that coming up on Sooner Sports Spotlight. Thank you to our Cornerstone Television partners, OU Medicine, Anheuser-Busch, and OU Extended Campus. And our community partners, Landers Auto Group, Devon Energy, Coca-Cola, and OU Medicine. As we welcome you back to Spotlight, big news on Monday. The NCAA Division I Council approving an extra year of el eligibility for spring sport athletes. Financial aid rules were adjusted to allow teams to carry more athletes on scholarship expanding the limit to include those athletes who return. You can see the statement there on your screen from Oklahoma Athletics Director Joe Castiglione saying certainly celebrating that these senior athletes are going to get to come back and play out their senior year for the spring sports. Disappointing for the winter sports, but also a lot to figure out, a lot to work through as we welcome you back. This segment of Spotlight is brought to you by Taco Mayo and Chris Blank, a, a Big news, this is a big deal for Oklahoma softball. The three seniors for uh, the Sooners have already announced that they will be coming back, but it's not as simple as that. Still a lot to figure out and work through with this deal. 
Yeah, and as your heart breaks for those winter sport athletes like the Christian Doolittle and the Maggie Nichols of the world, you do get excited for these players whose eligibility was going to come to an end to have an opportunity to continue. But in the wording of it, and I thought Joe Castiglione laid it out well, Toby, there's still a lot of decisions to be made about, you know, with administrators and with coaches about the amount of scholarship that will still be there for these seniors. So with G. Warriors, Nicole Mendes, and Shannon Sale, they've announced they're coming back, but we also have to kind of parse through what that looks like with the class coming in and Toby it might be even more interesting with what Skip Johnson is dealing with in baseball too I think it'll be fascinating across the nation to see how college baseball handles this you got two things going on here one is the NCAA ruling so all of these guys that are in college right now get an extra year not just the seniors that is very important junior sophomore freshman as well you also have what appears to be a shortened major league baseball draft coming up this summer they might only have 10 rounds they might only have five rounds. So you have your seniors who have the option now of coming back for another year. You also now have juniors and a packed junior class of talent for Oklahoma that was going to be big in the draft. A bunch of guys who now either won't get drafted or won't get drafted as high or now have leverage they wouldn't have had otherwise for another year who may decide to come back. This could have huge implications for the OU baseball team next year, not to mention incoming freshmen. You're going to have larger ro rosters, Chad McKee. You're going to have larger number of people on scholarship. There is a ton here to figure out. Yeah, and even more tentacles to this, Toby. In all likelihood, if there's a shortened Major League Baseball draft, as you said, five rounds, ten rounds, it will likely increase the number of athletes who want to play college baseball. You would think that benefits a school like Oklahoma. It would mean that fewer of your drafted players would leave and that perhaps some of those highly drafted guys get drafted a little later coming out of high school and they decide to come play college baseball. It would seem to benefit you, but as you said, then you have to fit the pieces together with regard to how do we allot scholarships, how do we fund all of those scholarships if indeed all these players are still going to be at Oklahoma or are going to come to Oklahoma and you add in the possibility that baseball will move the draft back. That's another report out there. It's typically, and it was scheduled to be in mid-June, they could push that back to July. So that lessens the amount of time that college baseball programs will have to determine who's coming back to school, who's going to professional baseball, so they may have to come up with uh, some alleviated stress as far as uh, the roster breakdown and, and when you have to pare that down before school actually begins. But it seems on the whole that it's going to benefit college baseball programs like in Oklahoma, but to try to figure out how to dole everything out is going to be a bit of a conundrum, to say the least, for Skip Johnson and crew. Just hey, Toby, want to get there's really... Gonna be, there's going to be some loaded baseball teams next year. And hopefully one of them is Oklahoma. There's a good chance one of them mm -hmm. is Oklahoma. Yeah, I wanted to quickly get your thought on specifically some of the guys that will be affected by this the most. I mean, I, I assume Cade Cavalli has got to be one of those guys at the top of that list. Well, I think Cade Cavalli is a first-round guy, maybe even a top-ten guy. I don't know that he's going to be impacted. I think he's probably going to be drafted so high he'll go. Maybe even a Levi Prater. But you're looking at a guy like a Dane Acker that would have been drafted this year but might not go in the top five or, or ten rounds, whatever they set. A guy like a Tyler Hardman who might, or a Tanner Treadaway who might either not get drafted or might not go high enough. Now they have another chance to come back, another year of leverage. They load you know, the roster for next year as well as all the incoming guys. Fascinating. 
All right, and both of these teams, Oklahoma baseball and Oklahoma softball, ended the season when it came to an end. Top 10 teams. So what could have been for these teams? You heard some of those names right there that Toby mentioned. Standouts for Oklahoma baseball. We're going to talk those shortened seasons up next here on Spotlight. Sooner Sports Spotlight is brought to you by Air Comfort Solutions, your total home solution for plumbing, heating, air conditioning, and electrical. Make the winning call today. Taco Mayo, fresh ingredients built to order. The Trails Golf Club, Norman's club of choice. Kincaid Coach, the official motor coach carrier of OU Athletics. Community Coffee, family-owned community coffee. The official brewed coffee of OU Athletics. Taste the difference family makes. As we welcome you back to Suter Sports Spotlight, this segment brought to you by Community Coffee. And as we talked a lot about last segment, still lots to look forward to, a lot of fascinating, interesting things to break down and see how everything looks moving forward for both Oklahoma baseball and softball. But for now, let's take a look back. And even though the season was cut short, lots of positive outlooks for both of these teams. And we start with Oklahoma baseball. And as we were previewing this team to start the season, certainly felt like this was one of the best rosters that this program had had in quite some time. A loading pitching staff and already ranked in the top 10. And you saw them go down in the Shriners class in Houston take two of three from SEC teams including over LSU and Chad let's start with you with that loaded roster of pitchers uh, Skip Johnson had built quite the uh, roster of, of Oklahoma pitchers what could have been for this team we talk about the depth and how that pays dividends for teams moving into the Big 12 conference with this pitching staff what do you think could have happened for this Oklahoma baseball team well, the type of team that could have gone to Omaha with the depth of the pitching staff, I think Brandon Zaragoza, I would start with him. It's so rare that you have a four-year starter at shortstop in the Big 12 Conference, but he had started 193 games at shortstop, and the confidence that gives your defense and your pitching staff to have that kind of solid defensive shortstop behind you is immeasurable. Uh, I think him coming back for another year could be huge for this team, but you said it, the pitching staff. The starters had been incredible. We're talking about Cavalli and Olds, Levi Prater, a no-hitter from Dane Acker. When you go down the list and Jake Bennett and Ben Abram are your number five and six starters, those guys were 4-0 combined with an ERA below one as a, a combined five and six starters. That's what you have to have when you get to a Big 12 tournament, to an NCAA regional, to Omaha potentially, and a super regional as well is that depth of quality starters. And the bullpen had been lights out. You're talking about three guys in Legend Smith, Aaron Brooks, and the closer Jason Ruffcorn who had five saves. But none of those three guys had given up an earned run yet on the season. The pitching staff was loaded. The good part though is with the ability to get another year of eligibility, next season could look a lot like this season, Toby. It just remains to be seen. Yeah, you remember how UCF gave themselves a national championship in football a few years ago? <laughs> I'm, I'm giving OU a College World Series this year. Love I say it. go hang it Love on the like wall. It. We're just ruling it that they would have gone. Uh, two things, I think, gave them a legit shot to get back to Omaha this year. One of them, depth of starting pitching specifically. Cavalli, Prater, Acker, and beyond. They were outstanding, arguably the best starting rotation in the Big 12, arguably the best in the country. The other thing really early in the season was the emergence of Tanner Treadaway. Treadaway became a top-of-the-order guy that was batting right around 400. He was hitting for power. He has speed. He was hitting for average. He was an ideal 
table setter, and Oklahoma's offense was better than expected. Remember, coming into the year, we thought they'll be able to pitch. If they can hit enough, they might be able to get somewhere. And they were hitting enough, and a lot of that reason was because of Tanner Treadaway. All right, from Omaha to Oklahoma City, and Oklahoma softball coming off a national runner-up finish, graduating players like Sidney Romero, Shay Knighton, Volley of View, the list goes on and on, and yet still enters the preseason number two. That just speaks volumes to the GOAT, Patty Gasso. And despite even all of those seniors, they were number six. They were 20-4 and four when the season came to an end, coming in at number six. And G. Juarez, the starting pitcher, one of the best pitchers in the country, not healthy, but starting to figure some things out, a very young roster. Plank, where do you think this team could have ended up as they were kind of starting to figure things out there as the season came to an end? Now you're talking about a team that had made four straight trips to Oklahoma City. So you would think that that had become almost the foundation. Hey, you go to Oklahoma City, you host a Super Regional, that's what this is all about. But Jess, I can't help but think what might have been because this team was just starting to get healthy. Unfortunately, they lost G. Juarez for the season. She wasn't going to come back. Uh, so she'll be back next year, which is good news. But Nicole Mendez was getting healthy. Riley Boone, their starting center fielder who hadn't played since the third game of the season, was getting healthy. Taylor Snow, who had missed the last few weeks, was getting healthy. This was huge for this team because those players getting back healthy had really allowed freshmen who were forced into action return back to more of a complementary role. And they had the confidence to where they had stepped up in big-time moments early in the season. So, Jess, I can't help but think what might have been based on how this team was getting healthy. And let's face it, the way they were mashing, they were absolutely mashing this season. They were on pace for almost 90 home runs. Jocelyn Alla was on pace for a 20-home run season. Lindsey Elam was on pace for a 20-home run season. Chad McKee, they were really squashing the ball the way that we thought that they were capable of and starting to come together at the plate is just heartbreaking. They didn't get the opportunity to continue through. It is, and, and you mentioned Jocelyn Allo. I think she was poised to explode this season. Remember, she hit 33 home runs as a freshman. Even Lauren Chamberlain did not hit that many in a single season. The production dipped back to 16 home runs a season ago, or sophomore year. It was a little bit of a grind physically and mentally, but Patty Gasso said this was a player that was playing more free. She had gotten over some hurdles with her swing and with the mental makeup of things. I can't help but think about Lauren Chamberlain back in 2015, Chris. You remember the chase for the national home run record for her career. She had to get to 91 to break it. She hit number 90. And then you would think Lauren Chamberlain, probably her next at bat, breaks the record. It took six games for her to break it. You know, she, in her career, hit a home run every two to three games, but it went on for six games. She, at the time, said the pressure was very difficult to deal with for herself, for her teammates, for her coaches. I think last season was a little bit that way for Jocelyn Hollow. Patty Gasso, though, said she was a more complete player this year. You could see she was playing more free and easy. That made her very, very dangerous, and I think Jocelyn was poised to explode in the second half of the season, which probably bodes well for her coming back next year, Jessica. Yeah, no doubt. And uh, Lauren Chamberlain, Jocelyn Allo, very close. They've talked a lot about that. So uh, the mental aspect, huge. And I think Jocelyn was starting to figure that out. Do have to give a shout out to my girl, Lauren, though. She did hit 30 in her freshman year. So those two are tied. But a, a cool rivalry going on, a, a unique friendship. And again, it's a family of Oklahoma softball. All right, we got to wrap up the show next here on Spotlight, talking some Maggie Nichols. Keep it here. 
The Sooner Podcast is your all-access pass to Sooner Sports. Listen as Toby Rowland and Chris Plank talk all things Sooners. New episodes drop every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. Log on to Soonersports.tv slash podcast to listen to old shows and subscribe to always get the newest ones. Log on to Soonersports.com slash kids for information about joining the Sooner Junior Kids Club presented by OG&E. Brought to you in part by Orthodontics Exclusively. Sooner Sports TV Personalities Wardrobe is provided by Threads Menswear and Blush on Campus Corner. Hair and makeup provided by Clementine Hair Lounge. Welcome back to Spotlight, taking a look at the upcoming Sooner Sports TV schedule brought to you by Kincaid Coach, the official motor coach carrier of the Sooners. It is title week on Sooner Sports TV, taking a look back at Big 12 championship seasons for Oklahoma football, including 2000, 2002, 2004, just to name a few of them. And it starts right after this show here on Spotlight and all throughout this week. And it's not just on Sooner Sports TV, but also across our, our digital and social media platforms, bringing you some great content as we get through these quarantine times this week. A special Players Tribune type piece from Maggie Nichols, one of the all-time Sooner greats, taking a look back at her time as a Sooner. 22 perfect 10s, back-to-back individual national all-around titles. And uh, boy, what she did, not just as a Sooner, but just for the sport of gymnastics as a whole, coming out as athlete A, uh, reporting abuse for a Team USA doctor, just all across the board, the impact that Maggie Nichols has made. Plank, where do you think Maggie Nichols ranks among some of the all-time Sooner greats? Oh, she's one of the greatest, if not the greatest in my mind. You know, her dad said that Maggie's his hero. She's kind of my hero, too, and everything that she's gone through. And a special place in my heart for the likes of Kalani Ricketts and Lauren Chamberlain, who belong amongst those lit to the greatest female athletes in Oklahoma sports history. But, Toby, I think it goes across gender lines as well, too. Maggie, with what she accomplished to me, T-Row, one of the greatest, period. Without a doubt, she deserves to be in the conversation. Inspirational. Uh, her bravery, her excellence, her class. She is going to be a fantastic coach when she goes on to the next level as well. Maggie Nichols, one of the all-timers, Chad McKee. You said the word, Toby. She is number one on the list of most inspirational Sooner student athletes. And in her article on Soonersports.com, she states that time at the University of Oklahoma prepared her to be a success in life. I cannot help but think of the thousands of people out there who, from reading Maggie Nichols' story and how strong and open she was about the USA Gymnastics Larry Nasser case, how that has prepared them to be a success in life. She has had such a far-reaching impact. Perhaps nobody has had a greater impact as a Sooner student athlete than has Maggie. You're, Maggie, you're a true hero. Hey, very well said on all accounts from you guys. And uh, all throughout the show, we appreciate you guys tuning in. Hey, from for Chad and Toby and Plank from all across the state of Oklahoma, I'm Jessica Cootie. And thanks to our crew back at Sooner Vision making this happen. We'll see you next week here on Sooner Sports Spotlight. Well, thanks for joining us on this edition of the Sooner Sports Podcast. As we mentioned, a very busy schedule ahead. So this this look at what's coming up in the Sooner Sports Podcast is brought to you by Othello's. Othello's will be available to operate via carryout. Orders can be placed by calling 
405-701-4900. That's 405-701-4900. Or delivery through one of our three delivery partners, DoorDash, Postmates, and Grubhub. Again, tomorrow, the radio broadcast of the OU Kentucky Elite Eight game from 2010 for women's basketball will be available. Sherry Cole's team punches its ticket to the Final Four, but you got to listen to the broadcast. It is a wild start. Then next week, Dane Acker's no-no. The win for Oklahoma baseball against LSU. We don't have to dig too deep into the archives for our next two broadcasts as you'll get Dane Acker's no-no, and that'll be followed up next Saturday by the OU Baylor 2019 thriller in Waco. And then in two weeks, we dip into our softball archives and we dip way back into the football archives. That's all coming up on the Sooner Sports Podcast Classic Game Schedule presented by Othello's. Thanks to Sherry Cole, thanks to the Spotlight crew, and thanks to you for listening. Have a great weekend, everybody. Remember, wash your hands, stay inside, remain socially distanced, and as always, Boomer Sooner.